Welcome to the Ask a Flame Artist podcast presented by Logic.tv. I'm your host, Randy McEntee, and today I'm joined again by flame artist MB Amy. MB, what's going on? Hey there. Thanks for saying my last name right. That was perfect. <laughs> two for two on a roll. This podcast is dedicated to answering your Autodesk flame and career related questions by providing you access to experience and expertise from the community. You can submit questions on the forums at forum.logic.tv as well as logic.tv slash podcasts. The questions are anonymous, so it's a great chance to ask something you've always wanted to know, but perhaps is too tender to share publicly. Before we dive in, if you like what we're up to, please give us a five-star rating and check out all of our content at logic.tv. If you really dig what we're up to, support us on Patreon. We're working flame artists just like you. Joining us means bigger and better things for all of us. We got three levels of membership with swag, discount codes, patrons only Q&A sessions, and more. Coming soon is the highly requested 3.2 anamorphic tier, as well as dun 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 8K. All the case. <laughs> Stop putting it off. You know you want to. You know you should. Go to patreon.com slash logic TV and join us today. All right, MB. We yes. got some good questions this week. First off, how was your week last week? What was new and exciting in your world? Oh, good question. Last week was a bit of a juggler for me, but I have to say, ML Time Warp is the shit or the bomb, whichever way you want to play this. Um, <laughs> holy crap, Batman. So big shout out, big kudos, big thank you. I had a spot that I can't really name, of course, mm, yep. but the spot was someone carrying a sign through multiple locations and camera moves and basketball's going and people jumping around and we took this one long track shot and time warped it and time warp in motion it was it was crazy took it it would have been a week's worth of cleanup ran it through ml time warp 99.9 percent clean barely had to clean up it was crazy how good that thing yeah i highly suggest yeah, I would say anybody that hasn't checked that out definitely should. That that was amazing. So that's the that's the machine learning time warp uh, that Andre Taloshny has put together and made available uh, for free to the entire community. And you can we'll put a, a link in the show notes to the forum post. Uh, it's the most I think it's the most viewed topic on the forums. That like should be. I like mean, 3, what 000, is yeah. <laughs> Yeah, especially if it's saving your, uh, saving your. And they, they were wonderful because Mike will. So, for example, I w- I have 2022, and I was like, Mike, does it work in 2022? And mm-hmm. he said, No, not yet. So quickly, he made a 2022 version. Well, then I took this job. They're working in 2021.1.1. Mm. So he very quickly told me, No, you have to go back and how to do that. Like the the feedback's amazing. Um, through the forum and then the software itself was, it just blew me away how well that worked. Yeah. So between then the other side of it was using OF, Mocha OFX for tracking and how easily it is to go in, do your track, mm-hmm. copy and paste it back to GMAS Tracer and there you go. Look at you all modern and stuff. <laughs> I know this old dog learned a couple new tricks. So still exciting. Yeah. Yeah, well, big big shout out to Andre Teloshny in London and Mike Vaglienti, the newly, the, the newest member of the Midwest chapter of the Logic 
uh, Lovely's group. He's uh, he's 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 not that far from me now. I got we haven't met yet, but that's on my list. So thanks, Mike V, for Thank doing you, your Mike. thing. Yeah, appreciate that for uh, for doing your thing for the Logic Portal. All right, well, we got some good questions this week. You want to dive in? Sure. All right, let's Roll do it. So let's start with um, let's start with one that we got uh, talking about. Speaking of tracking, let's talk about a planar track. There's um, Blursed Hound, uh, which I love the name. Blursed Hound asks, "What's the best way to recover a planar track that's gone sideways?" I usually just delete the whole thing and start again, but I'm sure it's because I missed something and learning about it. In the point tracker, you just delete the last accurate frame, set it, and go again. But in the planar tracker, things go wonky fast. Dot dot dot. Yeah. This one, I got a couple answers to this one. Yep, go for it. I have a little story and a couple answers. Um, base answer is uh, I don't try and fix them most of the time because by the time you, you try and fix it, you get in, you mess it up. <laughs> I seriously just start over and try a different part. Um, mm -hmm. And Here's where this comes from. And if you have time, you can trim this down if this is too long a story. But okay. um, so when I was in art school at the Corcoran, I took a drawing class. And actually, the, the teacher, professor, artist was a sculptural artist, actually, um, Robert Stackhouse. Anyway, he we go in the morning, we put up our big sheets, 18 by 24 inch papers, we get our pastels and our pencils out. And he says, do a self-portrait. Great. So we all spent four hours, the whole morning, drawing our self-portraits. And I was pretty proud of mine. And so then we're thinking, okay, break for lunch. And he goes, okay, now we're going to do the assignment. We looked at him and he goes, erase that paper and do it again. And everyone's like, yeah, that's funny. Ha ha. I'm going to, you know, he goes, no, seriously, that's, that's the assignment. And boy, were we pissed, but we erased the paper and did it again. And I have to say my second one was the most creative thing. <laughs> Instead of just doing one portrait, I did little snippets. And, but the point being the lesson learned, nothing is too precious. Mm. And sometimes when you start over, you've already got that lesson learned and you do better faster. Mm. And so this is something I have always taught anybody I was mentoring or training and I use it daily in my own. So I will start off and do quick tests and if they're not working, I don't go down the rabbit hole. I try again, even if it's the same thing. Sometimes it can get a little nasty when you're trying to figure it out. Hmm. And so for some reason, that story came to mind when I saw this question. Okay. Another answer I have um, is then I've been, as I said, learning Mocha OFX. Hmm. And there is actually, I think it's, it, it's the, it, what's the essentials that they gave you that the newest training series that comes out, mm -hmm. I think the seventh episode is something like, what if it just didn't work? Mm. And so in Mocha, I think there is training to show, show you how to fix things and what to do. But when you do watch a lot of those, what they say is, okay, this didn't work right over here, try it over there. So again, mm -hmm. you come back to don't really try and fix what's not work, like dig in and go down a hole. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes just start over or try a different part or, or something like that. So oh, interesting. Oh, that's an interesting perspective. Cause I, I look at it from the opposite perspective. I, um, I have a, I have a hard time starting over. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, um, I think I also. Change you know, does I, it work for you. <laughs> yeah. Blur said image. You and I are, uh, you and I would be, um, yeah, we, we, we have the same love language when it comes to, to, to uh, GMAS tracking, a GMAS tracer. Um, I think, no, self-admittedly, the, the GMAS tracer did that to me a lot. Um, and that is frustrating. I think 
it does behave differently than the than the legacy G mask, which is, you know, frustrating but also satisfying. Because why would Autodesk, <laughs> why would Autodesk, you know, invent something fifteen years later and not make it better for some reason? Um, mm -hmm. So when 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 that tracking does go does go haywire. I think this, the first thing to understand is the the keyframes extrapolation. The, the keyframe extrapolation is set to linear, which sometimes makes it go off the rails like really fast, right? Yeah, color um, color management also is a key. That's right. That's right. Color, that's that's a great point. I didn't think of that. So, if the image is high dynamic range, if it's sixteen bit float, um, then you know, just because you can't see the difference, the tracker can see that all the all the crazy values in there, and that throws it off. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. There was, a, um, there was another time that, and I don't know if this, it, it's one of those things in plain, you know, how you have your superstitions, even though it shouldn't do something or it should do something, totally, you just totally. know it doesn't and you cross your fingers. Totally. Or maybe that's me from starting playing way back when. But there was a time, and I do feel this, that if you do a planar track and it goes awry, instead of just resetting that node again, say reset mm -hmm. node and trying it again, I will oh. throw the node away and bring another one in. Oh, you're brutal. You just want to like, you're just, you just strike it from your canvas, don't like, you? I think there's lingering gremlins sometimes in there. And if I'm going <laughs> to clean it out, I'm going to clean it out. So anyway, that's an old right. school. Old well, school. Your, your, yeah, your story about the art assignment is interesting uh, because you did change your behavior. And so maybe there's, maybe there is something that's broke. That's not, you know, the GMAS tracer is probably following an algorithm and maybe something's throwing it off. Um, reducing the sampling for me is, is a go-to. I think, you know, it starts at 85%, which is perhaps, uh, optimistic, I guess. I don't know. I feel like lowering it to 50 something or 60 something is a good place to start. Um, and then turning on the lighting, you know, maybe I, the I actually, yeah, I play with all the parameters for sure. And, yeah. um, and sometimes if I don't guess right, if it was perspective or not, just to mm -hmm. try it, see if it, if it attacked, but it really, to me is a trial error process. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes yeah. say you have a screen, you know, a phone screen, and you're trying to get the whole screen in one fell swoop. Instead, mm -hmm. I'll do like four or five little tiny G masks in corners and things that don't get turned over, connect them to one axis and do that axis. Um, That's, oh, I never thought about doing that. So you do multiple little solves to feed into one like mother of all axis. axis? Yep. That, that has saved me quite a few, especially if a hand's going through and you don't want to do the oh. mask of the hand to go, but you definitely have three corners and something else. And mm -hmm. so there's multiple ways to skin the cat. Mm -hmm. And again, I try and skin the cat fast multiple ways and see what's working the best. And then cat skinner. Only skin that cat. <laughs> so. All right. Um, it seems like for me, since I, I feel the same way as Blurs at Hound, I'd I have a hard time starting over. I should have the courage that you have, MB. Um, I'm looking at my flame right now, and I just I usually start with the sampling lower, turn on lighting, turn on occlusions, and then if there is a couple of keyframes that go bad, just delete those. And then I do a snap and then set, and the snap and then set and then reanalyze basically updates the the region that the G mask is looking for. It's like, hey, what's the pattern I'm actually looking to match? And then set is to analyze that. And then once you get analyze. It seems to freak out a lot less for me. Yeah, so I, I, I do uh, that a lot. Yeah, yeah the, the snap, the snap set yeah. deal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I kind of wish that the order of the, I don't know, I guess I wish the UI was a little different, that it kind of give you order of buttons to press because the snap and then the set looks just UI wise is a little awkward for me. But then again, I'm not very good at it. So that's probably my fault. 
<laughs> so yeah, so try so try those things. Don't be afraid to start over. And then trying to understand why it's starting over. Um, getting that rascal from 16-bit down to 10 or 8-bit, totally a great way to track. Just color management, tone map yes. it, whatever you can. Um, and that that's hopefully that gets you started. So um, maybe take a look because Mocha does do good tutorials all about planar tracking. And so some of those, uh, I do find some of their tricks work in plane as well. So yeah, the the Mocha tracker is like it's like that steady. But it also helps you understand what planar tracking is. If you really watch through those, you start to see the yeah. image better at what planes are actually planes. Mm. Um, so there's a whole um, ideology to it too that okay. is really well. I think they do a good job with those tutorials too. Yeah, they are good. Okay, all right, Blursed, Blursed Hound. Let's uh, give that a go and let us know if you uh, if how that gets goes how that works for you. Yeah, hopefully that helps. All right, let's jump into a next question. Uh, this is from Jay in NYC, and Jay says, "I recently lost my staff job of 19 years and became a freelancer." I don't have much of a network. How do I get my name out there? I think he just did. <laughs> J in NYC. Yeah. The letter J NYC. Well, yeah. maybe one day. Um, what do you think, NB? What are some, uh, what would, how do you, how do you get your name out there as a freelancer? Um, this is actually probably a better question for you because I went from an owner to a freelancer. So my name was kind of out there, but mm. um, best way is always networking. Join the forum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how better than to get your voice heard amongst others that can turn mm -hmm. you on to other jobs than through the forum, Logic Forum. Mm -hmm. um, that to me is a, a big way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, used to be, well, hopefully we're opening up again. Go to mm -hmm. some of the you know user group meetings. Um, mm -hmm. Sometimes I just did cold calls to production places that I wanted to work, you know, mm -hmm. and said, who, who do I talk to, you know? Those kinds of things. But what did you, I know you had a long time staff job and you went freelance. Yeah, I was, I was in the same boat. Um, I had a, a pretty decent network only because I worked for a, a large studio with hundreds of people and thousands of people across my, mm -hmm. I don't know, 13 something years there. So, you know, but if you're in a small market, if you're working at small mom and pops, maybe you're the, maybe you're the, you know, you're a flame artist, colorist, designer, CG friend somewhere, you know, mm -hmm. that could be hard, especially if you're in a, a smaller market. So, um, I, I started by making a list. I made a list of all the people out there that I thought was, was like me or was someone that I wanted to, to, to look like or be like. Um, and then LinkedIn is great to stalk people, right? Like you can easily find names, companies. Um, I mean, I do it myself. Yeah, LinkedIn, but... definitely LinkedIn presence, all of those kind of um, networking, just networking. Mm -hmm. You know, do your networking, get out there. Yeah, but, but what does that mean? But what does that mean though? Like I think like like what is like yeah, like what does networking like, mean? It yeah, means it mean? LinkedIn. It means if there's some sort of part, party someone's throwing in the industry, show up. Mm -hmm. It means if there's groups and forums, Facebook groups, Logic mm -hmm. Live forums, go. Mm -hmm. It means if there's user group, anywhere that you can meet like people, that's a network. Mm -hmm. Um so, so you're all about like leaning in, like just like getting involved. Yeah, that's the way people know you. I mean, it's one thing to hear your name, but they got to know who you are, too. Mm -hmm. um, I will call on people I've met and talked to versus, mm -hmm. hey, I got this name from somebody or this mm -hmm. name just showed up in my feed. That mm -hmm. that doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Mm -hmm. um, but. Yeah, a lot of industry events are really good places to meet people. Mm 
and see who you like and see if you like those people, if you want to work with them again, yeah. like you said, you made lists of who you like and who you mm-hmm. want to be like. Yeah. That's I how you also find of, out. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, I made a list of every major studio that I wanted to work for, uh, with, um, you know, their schedulers or resource managers, um, and, I, and then freelancers too. Like I actually, my, my, one of my very best friends right now is someone who called me a week after I went freelance and, and, and she just cold called me and she needed help on something. Um, and she just leaned in and, you know, since then we've oh, we got to do a shout out to Renee. She's a great content, a mm-hmm. uh, great networker. Mm-hmm. You don't know Renee, Tim, get on logic forum and get to know Renee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's, she's, awesome, got, but- she's got a great network and she's, she's willing to lean on and, and, and share that with you. But, yeah, you were going to say? No, I was going to say the playing community from the get-go has always been really good at helping out each other. And and instead of holding on to your jobs and not sharing, mm-hmm. it's been a really good, hey, I got this gig. You want to get in? They're looking for someone. Let me pass your name. You know, mm-hmm. that's the kind of thing you want to get into. So I do enjoy the community mm-hmm. for that as well. Yeah, I think if if you even if you've met other freelancers and if you've been staffed somewhere, you know, like, like I used to do that when I knew I wanted to become a freelancer uh, or, or leave my staff job. Um, you know, I went back through my list of all the freelancers I had hired and I reached out to them, engaged them, you know, and tried to create relevant, like meaningful relationship with them and give them information, give them, you know, share so that we could kind of, you know, work off of each other and, They've introduced me to clients that have put, you know, a lot of working days on my calendar in the last year. And so that's that those relationships are key, right? It's just such a, a net, it's such a, uh, an industry of, of trust and of yeah. relationship driven. Um, mm-hmm. And if they don't know you, then your online presence or what you look like on LinkedIn, your real, your show real, the spots, the words you choose, your behavior, you mm-hmm. know, all that kind of matters. That's a, you just bring up a really good point too. Um, watch. How do I say this? The very small world. So mm. be careful of how you present yourself. I know we can get mad and there's certain people we don't like to work with or whatever. Mm. But if you're freelance and you're moving around, everybody's moving around. Even staff yeah. people move around. Yeah. So just really know that whoever you see moving up, you might see going down, you know, kind of a thing. <laughs> so, I mean, I've worked with, I've been hired by people that were students when I owned, and then I ended up moving into freelance, they ended up growing fast, becoming directors and hiring me. So there's some, you know, you got to check your ego if you want to work certain places and, and, you know, who cares? Work is work. If it's fun work, if you're working with good people, but yeah, it is a small world. So I think you, you hit something when you say behavior too. So I'm not saying take, I'm not saying take crap from anybody, of course, of course, of course. Yeah, I think I think behavior matters. I think, you know, life is life is especially with with COVID and pandemic, right? Life is exposing, and at least for me, selfishly, has created a lot of opportunities to to reevaluate who I want to work with. Mm-hmm. And if I was a hiring authority, I'd I'd feel the same way. Like, how can someone help me out, make my life easier? You know, I'm at home trying to feed my family and survive and look after stuff and surround myself with people that can help me get there. And mm-hmm. so if you can lean in as a freelancer and just, you know, you can do it naturally, but like you said, lean in, get involved. Um, I mean, Andy's trying to get people on the podcast. I think of even just having someone going through that experience, 
you know, a little publicly and, and sharing what they've learned and some of their challenges, you know, yeah. I mean, when I, when I, like when I, when I went freelance, I didn't have the support network. So we put together the forums and just created one from nothing. So mm -hmm. people are, are doing that and you can, you can, you can mooch off that. That's the whole reason it's there. And so just, you know, use the forums, lean in, ask questions, be, you know, be a good dude or be a good, good a good gal. And, and. Well, you have to be proactive for sure. It's not just going to come to you. You have to do, you have to take steps. Now, do you, do, something, do, you have, do you have like a schedule or like, or how do you like, do you like wake up and I'm going to network today or MB, how do you do it? Um, no, I, I've, it's always been kind of natural. I, I haven't actually had to try too hard. Mm -hmm. That's just been a blessing for me in the sense that I, I was an owner, so I met a lot of artists. I met a lot of other owners. So I had a big network by doing that. And then mm. through that, I also, I, I genuinely like artists. I like helping mm. and mm. they become friends. I don't do it. Hey, I want to, I have to be your friend so I can get something from you. I just check in. And so mm. even to this day, even if I'm busy, I'll just check in with people. Mm -hmm. Hey, I haven't heard you from, you know, heard from you in a while. What's yeah. going on? Are you busy or whatever? Not even trying to get work, just to mm -hmm. stay in touch. Mm. And then that way, the next time a job comes to mind, they do get in touch with me. But I genuinely do also like to stay in touch with the artist I like to work with. Mm. Um, so that's um, that's my networking. Um, isn't that isn't that like taking away from people calling you for jobs sometimes? What do you mean taking away? I don't know. I mean. I mean, we, no, it brings more jobs to me, actually. Oh, so you think you think sharing and being involved? Well, I, I stay in touch, and so hey, I just heard from MB, and then I'm in their minds. And what mm. tends to happen by me checking in, not even looking for a job because I'm working, just checking mm. in to an old client that I haven't worked with in a while, something will come across their table, and my mm. my name's in their mind, and I'll get a call. Hey, I just got this thing. Are you you mm. still working? You available? Oh, it works. A lot. That's how I get a lot of stuff. I just stay on the radar. That's networking. I'm staying on the radar. If they haven't heard from me in six months and that job comes through, I might not be on the top of their mind, you know? Right. Okay. So, do you get, do you, what percentage of your jobs are, are uh, come in from artist referrals versus um, just someone from a studio? Like, do you? Oh, that's a good question. It's, it's probably a lot, isn't it? Well, I have a lot of studios I've been working with that I become the regular. So okay. I will say it's a, it's probably half and half. It goes in spurts. Sure. Um, but for example, I have one artist friend that used to bring me in on a lot of stuff. And then this past year, I've solely brought him in on something. Got it. So, yeah. Okay. You're talking to somebody that's been doing this for a while, though, too. Um, the question is from somebody who's just out there. So it's a little mm -hmm. different. But sure. I don't have that experience to really fall back on, but these are the ways that I network in and I do it through a true stay in touch with everybody kind of thing. And I don't schedule, you know, when I do coach um, artists or business owners and they do talk about networking, I will say schedule time, build your business, mm. schedule time for networking, schedule time for this, or make three calls a day, mm -hmm. that type of um, coaching I do give. But for me personally, mm -hmm. It really is a touch base. I don't, luckily, knock on wood and plastic and anything else around you. I don't have to do that as much. Okay. Um, I get calls. So. Got it. But if you're, but if you, if you feel that that's a place you need to do work, then you, 
then you should absolutely put that on your calendar. You should like, like 1% of your day or 1% of your week, uh, 1% of your day is 15 minutes. Um, you know, 1% of your week is 90 minutes. So like yeah. put, put together, you know, spend 1% of your day making that better. Or make it, somehow. I'm going to do three calls in a day, or I'm going to do one call a day, or I'm going to do two calls every other day, or, you know, whatever's <laughs> easier for you. Um, I have one client that I work with. He's not good at segmenting a day because when he dives in, he gets focused. Mm. So if he'll set a day aside to do all the administrative and network, you know, the business side of your mm, business. Um, so it, it, it varies on person, but yeah, allocate the time. If you're new and you're trying to establish it, sure. um, I will check into forum once a day, you know, mm -hmm. I will make yeah. a call once a day. I will make a list, you know, what mm -hmm. kind of. Yeah. I found that, uh, I found that Wednesdays and Thursdays are great days to catch up with people <laughs> because <laughs> they're, 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 they're like trying to staff next week. Um, so, uh, so yeah, yeah. Mondays aren't so much. <laughs> Mondays not so much. Mondays you have no idea what you're walking into. Your world could be something. Tuesday it's completely. And Mondays different. everybody's got the Monday, so you totally. really, especially if they had to work Sunday. So totally, you don't want to do Mondays. Totally. Okay. Well, cool. I think we I think we we touched on a lot of good things there for for J and NYC. Um, so let's yeah, uh, yeah. let's let's move forward. Cool. All right. Um, Ralph from London asks, I get incredibly anxious at the beginning of a project. What are some things I can do to keep my cool? Mm -hmm. Oh, man. You know what, Ralph? I still sometimes get incredibly anxious at the beginning of a project if it's something I'm not quite <laughs> sure about. So well, isn't that you're not alone, buddy. You're not alone. Yeah, there was, um, I, I, I forget who I was talking to. It might have been, I think I was talking to Andy Dill. Um, about about heart rates during projects and the first week of any project like you can see like i've, I've got an apple watch and and like the, my heart rate is through the roof wow <laughs> during the first week of a project you know especially when you don't know anything about it and if it's a new client yes and i'm not sure how they work yeah and you're working with other artists that i've never worked with yeah i definitely go oh boy what did what did i just mm -hmm. walk walk into and um what do i do you know what i do i take a deep breath <laughs> so andy's got it when it comes to breathing what i really do is i take a breath and i break it down i don't try and think it's scope i i, I focus on one thing at a time mm -hmm. so if it's the beginning of a project okay let's yeah, What's the project? Do I have to conform? Do I have to do a certain, you know, if it has 3D tracking for me has always been my most difficult thing. I'm a 2D artist. Like I paint my way out of stuff. So if it involves 3D tracking, I usually start to get all like, so what will I do instead of worrying about the whole project? I'll pull up a tutorial or I'll practice on something or I'll get the shot or, um, and then there's also the self, uh, care things where, you know, you do breathe, meditate, maybe go run, you know, Tell yourself, I've done this, I've got this, because we all have, you know, especially if you do it at the beginning of every project, at some point you go, come on, Envy, you know, <laughs> it's one more project. You've been doing this for 800 years, you know, yeah. <laughs> I think you can get through this one too, you know, okay. call a friend, dial a friend, you know, those mm -hmm. kinds of things. Well, I think, yeah, I think also too, like, good on you, Ralph, for getting a little anxious. I mean, obviously you care, um, mm -hmm. you know, like when my kids... I've got three young kids at home. And so whenever they talk about being nervous, I'm like, okay, cool. Well, let's, <laughs> that's good. You're obviously in, in, interested in doing and performing well. 
Um, yeah, the anxiousness is, I, I struggle with that every project, especially with new clients. Um, it's like, um, it's like for a short while I was really into, I really want to become this really amazing mountain biker. And, and like when you're, you know, cycling through woods and trees and everything's coming at you, there's like, it, it's, there's this famous mountain bike, uh, as the coach called, um, Oh, what's his name? Lee something, Lee McCormick. And he has, he talks about the arousal factor, right? Like you have all this stuff flying at your face, trees, and just like, like, Oh my God, my body's going crazy. And so it's like, everything is, is, is for lack of a better phrase, arousing, right? How do I check my email? What's the Slack username and password? How do I control someone's machine from across the country? What version, you know, like there's just endless questions, right? Oh, wow. You really go, go dark, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, but, but that's like, but that's, I've had a year and a half of that, of just like every, of almost every project is a new deal. And like, like how many Google accounts oh, are you geez. juggling for everyone's, right? Like Gmail. Oh, everybody gives you another Gmail. And I'm like, I can't even open that many. I, I Passwords, oh geez. Sure. So, so I think that's, that's a, you know, that's a tough thing. I think having a space that's, that's calm and brings you, <laughs> mm -hmm. this is so Marie kind of like brings you joy. Um, I light a candle. That seems. To I was just just gonna say, I see a candle in your background. Yeah, I light. I light <laughs> a candle. That's my that's my that's my comp candle. I call it or my. Yeah, there you go. My uh my client prayer candle. Um, yeah. I'm a feng shui organizer, so if I'm feeling really frazzled, I will declutter the desk, declutter the room, just mm. calm, breathe. That's me. I I will take the time to go. Okay, the, everything's decluttered. Now I can start the job. So that is, yeah, okay. I do that. Andy Milka said something cool uh, that I that I I took away and I've been trying to put it into practice. And hopefully this next one I can do that. But he talked about when you're overwhelmed, just start on something, something that you know needs to get done, like tracking markers, naming mm -hmm. shots, prepping stuff for roto or paint or teammates, um, naming a library <laughs> something you know, just do something to move the project forward until that arousal level kind of subsides. And it's like, okay, cool. I feel normal ish. Or this, this looks like something I understand. Well, you accomplish something. You yeah. One yeah. Check off the checklist. yeah. Do you, do you do lists or, or how do you? Do, oh, I'm a lister. Yeah. I'm a lister. list maker. I make lists of my lists because <laughs> sometimes just writing the list calms me down. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, anything else you do self-care wise, like in general, just to combat or be preemptively cool, which is well, easier said than done. I'm an actual so it depends on the project. Some mm. projects I get where I go, and it's the creative part where I go. It's usually about the project itself. It's less about the emails and and the the peripheral stuff. That stuff mm. doesn't bother me so much. But if I get a, a task and they've given you X amount of time without asking you how long it's going to take and mm -hmm. you really don't know how you're going to do it, you know, mm -hmm. um, like remove the tattoo from Shaq's arm that I had to do, I will not even start it. I'll go clean the house, but think and think and think about it, right? Mm -hmm. I have to ruminate on it. And then I'll jump in. But again, clean the house. Did you get that part? There's organization in there. I, I tend to like to kind of, declutter um so, other okay. times i do other times i do what milka says so if i um have a project and it does involve tedious tasks i call them knitting tasks like roto or paint or, or tracking marks mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. whatever i will just sit down and dig in 
Um, other times, if I have a, ta uh, have a commercial and I know I have really hard shots and easy shots, I actually tackle the hardest first. Whoa. Really? I, know if I, I know if I can get that one done, I'm easy. But if I'm doing the easy stuff and I know I got this hard one sitting and I just don't know how long it's mm. going to take, I feel like there's a lot of pressure on the back end. Mm. So I actually, if I've got like, and I've had this many times with beauty, if I have 20 beauty shots, I know I got to do. They're all the same kind of tasks, just some I know are going to be more intricate and I'm going to have to spend more time on. I'll start on the hardest one first. Murphy's Law, the hardest one usually goes the easiest. And the one I thought that was going to be the easiest usually takes me the longest. So uh -huh. it blows that out of the water. But that's usually how I attack things. Okay. And that has happened to me more than once, if not okay. almost all the time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting. I kind of. Yeah, that's I, 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 I guess I thought about it a little differently, but I'm going to try that. And also, too, just bringing every shot, touching every shot somehow or getting it set up or moving it. I do that a lot. Can, yeah. So I you do can that kind of internally lot. bid that in your own brain and kind of like, OK, well, actually, I thought it was, oh, that's an hour. OK, cool. I only have 10. OK, then let me. I did that um, on a job two weeks ago. I had a job where I had similar shots, but I had 10 of them and I started up each one of them just to see what I was going to run into. Cause again, usually what I think is easy, some, something bites you in the butt and it's hard. Sure. And the one I think is going to be a real bitch is like, Oh wait, I got through that easy. I figured something out, but I do like to touch them all. And mm -hmm. sometimes it gets me because then the producer that gave them to me goes, Oh, I want to pull a couple back from my guys. I'm like, well, I've already started all of them. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's like, Oh, right. um, anyway. It's kind of like you've got to you've got to you got to do you got to dig in the garden a little bit and find where all the bodies are before you uh, before you can put the tomatoes in, right? I definitely like to do that. Okay. All right, Ralph. Well, hopefully that gives you some uh, some some points and let us know how it goes and 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 reach it back to us if and let us know how you get how you get on with that. All right, let's try another one. Um, let's do this one. This was oh, this is a, this is a tough one. Um, I am a single mom with a young kid. How do I juggle that and working the long hours? Huh. Well, this one hits home because that was me back in the day. Um, and it, it's I'm finally have run into single dads that have done this. So mm -hmm. this is for everybody, um, which is nice to say, because back when I was a single mom, there were very few single dads that I knew and very few women. And I did not know of another single mom that I know of. Um, mm. Now I know there's many more. So how did I do it? That's the best way I can come from it. How you mm. should do it is a whole different thing. But <laughs> totally. I, I actually um, did downsize a little. I got out of being an owner because it was just too much to run and own a, a shop as well as mm -hmm. being a mom. Um, I hired help. I hired a nanny and I her well for it but I knew my kid was taken care of um so you do have to put some time into that I also went easy on myself I wasn't trying it, it meant a lot raising this kid mm -hmm. so I didn't beat myself up I'm not the best mom I'm not the best artist I, mm. I juggled and I gave myself room for that um and then the biggest thing that I did was I set my boundaries mm -hmm. so when I was a single mom, I worked on feature films at a shop in town that is notorious for being one of the hardest to work at. Mm. And it, it was all about how many hours in the day you could work. Right. And 
yeah, I could hire a nanny 24 seven. She, she would take my kids. She's like his other mom, but that wasn't the point. That wasn't what I wanted. And so I went in, I said, I did long hours. I would do 10 to 12 hour days. And when we delivered, I would be there overnight, but I just said, Hey, I'm going home to my second job. And if they wanted to let me go, they could let me go. But I stood by behind my work. I got my stuff done. And in fact, I got as much done in my 10 hours as the guys that were working around the clock because mm. they're so burnt out. They're tired. Now it's not like I went home and rested. I had a, you know, a toddler, I had a baby, yeah. I had a four-year-old, a six-year-old, you know, and to be honest, it actually got harder when he got older because he noticed I was gone more. Mm. And also the kid did come to work with me at times. He still swears he saw alien versus predator when he went to kindergarten, <laughs> he went to kindergarten <laughs> To a Waldorf school that's all about no media and told the entire class you saw the whole R-rated movie. I was like, dude, I don't bake. I'm already going to get kicked out of the school. Don't do this to me. Um, but no, it really, it's it's very difficult. Now, I, I would say reach out to the other female artists. Reach out if you're a single guy, reach out to the other single parents. You know, it's not a male-female thing anymore. It's a parent thing. Um, sure. Yeah. And I did, I do see the industry changing more towards parenting. Um, even if you have two people at home, it's still mm-hmm. a juggle. The juggle's real. How do you take care of your kids? Be a good parent. So I don't even think it's single mom anymore. Um, but so Randy, how do you handle just having kids and juggling the business? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, I think, I think being a parent is, nothing more than constant guilt and self-doubt right like uh i've got three young kids 11 11 and 8 and when we had the when we when when we had the twins and we were living in new york that was that was really challenging because we were you know i was at a big studio starting my career trying to impress people and you know here i was a 30 one year old with you know with with married and and had twins in in Brooklyn. So I think everyone has a unique challenge. I think you know everyone you know whether whether you don't have kids or you do have kids or you have a partner or you don't. I think everyone has a challenge and I think the thing that I that just inspired me with what you said was you hired help. Um so I think it's really hard it's easy for us as flame artists to to put all of that burden on us, right? Like we're usually like the last knucklehead in the suite with the clients on the couch before it actually gets approved. Right. And you, and your willingness to, to, to ask for help. Like, like I, I can't do accounting. I pay someone to do that. No, you, know? you do. You have to, and, and maybe don't pay for it. Bring the grandma in. I just mm. happen to not have family around. Right. Um, use your mommy groups, use your daddy groups, use mm. your other friends. I mean, a lot of times my girlfriend would take my kid after work because she had kids and then I would take her kids on the weekend or we, you know, sure. but definitely reach out, ask for help. Um, and now a lot of places you can say, Hey, I got kids. Cause like I said, I have seen a change in the industry to being more accommodating to the idea of parenting and having kids at home. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I would say definitely. And yeah, everybody has to approach it their own way. Mm-hmm. Um, there is not one way to solve it, but key for me were boundaries, mm-hmm. being gentle on myself. Yeah. 
knowing what my priority was and I was being a mom. And was I willing to give up a job to be the mom? There's plenty of work out there. Mm-hmm. So just be gentle on yourself and mm-hmm. reach out for help would be my two main things. Yeah. Okay. That's good advice. Yeah, it's it's a difficult situation. I think one thing that we can offer as the forum is to try and connect people with with similar life circumstances, right? Like, you know, yes, why, why, why couldn't we have smaller, more intimate private groups for parents to get the support they need? Um, you know, and I, eventually I think in working in big studios, you find that a little bit, but if you're on your own in a smaller market, you, know, you might not have access to that. So Mm-hmm. If you're looking for that kind of network, let us know. We can um, we can try and, and find ways to connect people so that you can have, maybe they're not geographically close, but they are close in kind or close in, in situation. Now that it's a Zoom world too, I yeah. think the world has gotten a lot smaller. Yeah. Um, so there is support and help out there. So reach out. I'm sure. Well said. All right, let's try. I think we have room for a couple more. Let's try. Let's try Andy Fan number three's question. He says he's from Mars, or she says she's from Mars. <laughs> Andy Fan number three from Mars. Andy Fan number three from Mars says, "I've been thinking about raising my rate on jobs I lead. Client stress makes leading worse than doing hard shots. What are some approaches to accomplishing this?" Mm. Go, Andy. You take that one first. You want me to take that one? Yeah. Um, well, here's a I'll, I'll, Okay, I'll start by punting it back to you. MB, do you have the same rate for all of your clients? I do. Yes, I do. Okay. Uh, do you think your clients have the same rate for their clients? Well, I work with artists that mm-hmm. hire me to help them. And I work with companies that hire me. So I'm sure the companies okay. marked up the artists. Well, let me, let me, let me ask you a different question. Let me ask you, let me ask you a, a different one. Okay. Let's say you want to work for a particular tech company on the West Coast that's known for having, let's just call it demanding creative and demanding schedules and demanding deliveries. And if you were, mm-hmm. if you owned your own shop mm-hmm. and you knew they changed their mind and they, they you know, you know, they work on social media. And so they have, you know, they, they want to tell their story and every 10 minutes the cut changes and you can never quite, you know, you're, you're, you're never going to be there till four in the morning. Would mm-hmm. you as a comp, as a business owner, would you prepare for that somehow? As a business owner, I do as a business owner and I yeah. do as a artist too. Yeah. Um, I think it's but, interesting because we, we've, we've, we would do that if it was a business, right? Like if it was, yeah if we knew that there was going to be overtime or if we knew there was going to be extra deliverables that required certain things like, I don't know, DCP packages or crazy courier needs or whatever, like, like legitimate hard costs. We'd, we'd, we'd want to know those and build that in. But as an artist, we're like, no, my rate's this, you're going to pay me that regardless of whether you're doing like screen comps or leading a job with multiple people across the world. Well, what do you do, Randy? Do you have different rates for when you're just doing shots versus when you're leading a leading a project? Well, I'd I'd like to. I've I've thought a lot about this. I think it's, I mean, why is it at all different than going to a Broadway show on a Sunday afternoon? Right, like you buy you buy a ticket. Let's say you want to go Friday night at seven o'clock, right? Because you got dinner at you got dinner at uh, uh, at per se at and you want to meet your show at seven. Well, 
aren't the aren't, aren't those show tickets more expensive than the matinees? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's because everyone like everyone wants to be there at that time, right? Like everyone wants to be like on Sunday afternoons. You want to drink tea in your apartment, right? You know what? I you make me think back when I first started freelancing more with episodic, and I hadn't mm-hmm. really broken into it. Mm-hmm. And there was a company I wanted to work for because I wanted to work for the people. With the people that, that were there, I did have a little lower rate because I knew I couldn't get my lead artist rate. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I did. And it was just shot work. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have to deal with the client. I didn't have mm-hmm. to, you know, organize other artists. I didn't have to do all that. Um, so I will take that back. I did have a second. I just haven't done that in a while right. because now I can get I get my lead rate across the board. Um, right. But so, well, OK, well, then let me ask you. The episode of people I worked with will pay my rate now. You know, they they. Right want me in fast enough and so okay so if we were if, if mbu and i were in business together and we had a company let's say we got a company we're going to call it mb's company and if we were looking for work we'd mm-hmm. have a sales pipeline right we'd have someone that's in charge of finding all of the work right like mm-hmm. what are the scripts who's out there making stuff right mm-hmm. so that's just like the sales part of it and then we've got the production part of it, which is like, well, just because I know about all the work out there doesn't mean I want to do all that. I want to pick the right one, right? Mm-hmm. So that's called like, we call that production, right? That's what we got producers for. And then we have operations, which is all the other unromantic stuff like, you know, technical stuff, uh, engineering, um, staffing, crewing, hours, software, all that stuff. And then you've got the creative, which is like, what do the pictures look like? And so if we were individuals, We'd want to know about all the work, choose the best one, service the project beautifully, and make a great picture. But we don't, we kind of, as artists, we kind of forget about that first step, or that second step, which is choosing the right one. And if you can choose the right one for the right price, mm-hmm. like maybe this client won't pay for a machine rate, but this one will, or this one is operationally challenging because their onboarding process is super easy. Mm-hmm. So I think, I, think I think it's worth over time evolving that list and, and adjusting rates to, to put the right kind of people on your schedule. Right. Yeah. The only thing I won't do is I won't compromise them. Like I won't mm-hmm. underbid just to get a job mm-hmm. because I, I don't think that's fair to my fellow artists. I don't think that's fair to me. I don't mm-hmm. think that, you know, having different rates for different types of tasks mm-hmm. I have done and I can see doing Mm-hmm. Still was a good rate, but it was a rate for that task. Sure, you know I yeah, didn't no, have no, to do that. So I don't want this to be misunderstood as because there are artists out there that will do that. Well, I'll do it cheaper just so you give it to me, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not what I'm talking about, and I don't know if that's what you're. T- I don't think that's what. No, you're I think I think I, I'll be more specific. The matinee I, versus I, the Friday night was a great example, a great analogy. Well, I I, I used to call. Um, when I was bidding projects internally at a major studio, I would call it the PETA tax, the pain in the ass tax. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, if, if I knew, you know, that's, that's our job as, as people in this business, right. To understand everything about a project, maybe the creative team or who the ECD is, or, um, you know, uh, 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 if it was for a specific, um, a specific brand that I knew had a challenging approval process, or I knew it was going into testing for three weeks or whatever. I think, you know, not to give a discount, but to, but to, to, to charge a tax, to be char- to charge appropriately for when things get messy. Mm-hmm. So I don't think we've talked about that much as a community, but over time, like maybe you, maybe you have a, a 2021 rate, but you have a Q1, a Q2, a Q3, a Q4, and it doesn't have to be the same for everyone. And if someone's 
if it's a pain in the ass to work for someone, raise your rate with them 50 bucks in Q3 and try it. See if they come back. And if not, maybe you've done yourself a favor. The question was approaches to accomplishing it. Yeah, so, so I would I would experiment, right? Mm-hmm. I would experiment. And so I like my goal in a year is to work with 10 new clients, okay? Like or 10 new companies or people, right? And then you and then and then afterwards I have a little debrief of 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 note taking. Okay, how is the onboarding process? Uh, how was the work? Did I get paid? How was the team? You know, like what what did it feel and mean to work there? And as you as you acquire this data, you get to see, well, okay, cool. Well, all this was great, you know, but they didn't pay a machine fee, or this was great, but they didn't pay overtime, or it was a flat rate for everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you get to paint a picture of, you know, who's of 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 the most profitable and rewarding for you, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's a good way to do it is to experiment, keep data, and mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with year over year um, using that opportunity to raise rates for the kinds of, of things you choose to phase out or at least make it more realistically worth your time. Yeah, I agree. Okay. All right, Andy, fan number three, try that out and uh, let us know how it goes. All right, Andy, I think we've got time for one more. Uh, let's look at, um, let's see, which one should we do? I like the time to learn. Let's, let's try that. Yeah. So Abby from Brooklyn, how do you make time to learn? There's not enough time in my day to learn what I want to learn. (laughs) I know this one well. (laughs) Yeah. Is that something you should Um, Oh yeah. There's so many things I want to, I love learning. And I it just, and then I get impatient with this one and I go to that one and I go to this one and then I learn nothing. I'm like, I'm, I'm scattered all over the place. But the first thing I will say is I'll be go to the logic podcast and look up episode number 17, lifelong learning. Mm-hmm. Um, Grant McKean breaks this down in such a wonderful way. Um, it, it, is something you definitely should listen to if that's uh, if that's your struggle. I learned a lot from it, and he basically said, "Take one. St- it's kind of like the Andy Milkus way. Mm-hmm. Take one thing, learn it. Mm-hmm. Then go to the next thing, learn it. Don't learn a little bit here. Don't learn a little bit there. Learn it. But I would definitely direct you to that podcast. That was a, okay. is a great idea. But I do find I am one of those that oh, I'm going to try mocha tracking and then. I get sidetracked and then the next day, oh no, I need to learn the new tool on flame. Okay. Then I get sidetracked and then, oh, wow. I, something on creative live taught me how to paint, you know, like Mm -hmm. it even goes into my hobbies. Mm -hmm. Um, So I find I have to focus myself and, and I kind of did that, but listening to the podcast really helped. I pick one thing and spend time on that. Mm -hmm. Don't scatter is Mm -hmm. advice I would have. What do you do, Randy? Well, I, 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 I don't do anything right now. I just, I do, <laughs> I have this, it's like, um, yeah, I just, it's, it's like this, uh, it's like this, the, what's it, the dog from up? It's like squirrel. It feels it's <laughs> like, it just feels like, Oh, you know, someone posted, Oh, it happened to me yesterday. Uh-huh. It happened to me yesterday in the forums. Um, who was it? Uh, someone posted something about remote working and someone said, um, you know, if you're, if you want to use RGS with paintbrush sensitivity, then, then, then have a little Ubuntu machine that you can use for that. And I was like, I don't have one of those. 
I need I need one of those. I use that eventually, and that's frustrating. So I'm going to do that. So I spent like two hours trying to dual boot a Mac Mini with Ubuntu, and like that wasn't that was not rabbit my. Hole. That was a rabbit, rabbit hole. hole. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's like I, I I don't I don't need that, and if I did, I should pay someone else to build one for me because like I could have been doing you know I could have been doing something else that was anyway. But th- that's the more the moral of my story is I struggle with that, and I think Grant's in the podcast when he you know makes a list sets a calendar and and just does a little bit each day and maybe it's just looking at a button or looking at a menu at least at least he's i think what he's doing is he's he's limiting the he's like lowering his arousal factor right like mm-hmm. oh i don't know how this works but at the you know after a couple of days he's like okay i've seen that button before i wonder what it does he does it and then this kind of like it 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 opens this door of or this window into like your mind being willing to accept it somehow. Well, the, the other thing I will do too, because we sit and paint and render and do the mindless tasks and mm-hmm. listen to music. Instead, I'll just play, even even though I can't follow along, I'll play an FX PhD course or I'll find a oh, logic really? live YouTube. And I even though I, I don't catch all the details and I'm not doing it along, mm. it sinks in. And then that way I've listened to it without having to sit focused time. I'm doing something else, which I would be listening to something anyway. I tend to listen to TV shows, which is dumb, brain, you know, brainless. And then I'll go back to the certain things that I go, okay, I heard this. I want to explore it. And then I'll play again just at those points and, and learn it. But I do try and make a daily habit of trying something every day. Okay. And I try and list it out so that I go, okay, today I'm, I am going to play a Boris Effects one. Today I am going to play a Grant one. Today I am going to look at Will Harris doing 2022, you know, kind of a okay. thing. Um, but I do, I do really try to incorporate learning. Retaining, that's a whole different story. Sure. Or just being exposed <laughs> to it, try. right? I just try. I mean, yeah. I'm sitting here at the seat. I might as well do something, you know. Hmm. And I, I like learning too. So like I said, I'll even do creative live where I'm learning about um, old drawing painting techniques. Now I graduated with a, you know, art degree, mm. but still it's fun watching other people. You pick up tips and tricks and, mm. you know, it opens my mind to the creative side of things. So. Um, That's interesting. Great. That's interesting. I see. I I've tried, I've tried that, but I have this, um, uh, I have this, this broken brain. Uh, that I'm trying to rewire over time because it for me learning is like <laughs> it's like it's like the T1000 in Terminator 2. <laughs> you know, he's got this stare and this singular goal of of uh, of of murdering a young child, <laughs> and I I have this this inability to 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 achieve balance. I think I think I'm so I, hence the rabbit holes. And if I if yeah. I could snap my fingers and give myself a magic power, it would be somehow to be much more disciplined in this world, right? Like mm-hmm. schedule it out, make a list, prioritize and chip away at it slowly over time and 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 be consistent because the consistency I think is a real key, but that's the key. Yeah. So consistency yeah. and what are some um what are some resources that you like to use in, in learning? Do you, is there a is there a website? Is there a place you go or how do you how do you get stuff on your to do or to learn list. Yeah, it's long. Um, FX PhD. Wait, so you ha- so you do have a list? Oh yeah. <laughs> you have a list of things you want to learn? Oh yeah, I could call it up somewhere. Wait, here. Okay. 
reminders list and uh, training. I have a list called training. Mocha, Silhouette, FX PhD, Logic Live, NLP, because I'm a coach. I'm a life business coach. I love NLP. Um, what's, what's NLP? Neuro Linguistic Programming. It's a, a oh, great training that helps you eliminate habits and fears and phobias. And it's it's real interesting. Okay. Um, uh, common Knowledge is another thing. I do creative, uh, what is the site? Creative Live, Photoshop, yeah. you know, there, it, it, all kinds of stuff. And then what I've learned from my son, maybe you get this from your kids. My son mm. learns everything through YouTube. Mm. So I also do a lot of fitness. So I learn different um, stretching techniques. That, I mean, all those things are on my list to learn. Always, every day, learning something. Okay. And then do you prioritize or do you have like a, because like I feel like at the end of a long day, do I really want to sit and... Well, it's not usually at the end of the day that I do it. I okay. usually, I usually, yeah, it depends on the day, but I do try and schedule the days. Like, like this week I'm butt to belly mm-hmm. job. Um, mm-hmm. But that's when I'll play on the side when I'm doing roto, I'll play some, one of those in the background or a podcast or something, mm-hmm. you know, just so I pick up on something. Um, other times I know I'm waiting on a job or I have to do, then I'll block out an hour and work on something and I'll pick what I want to work on. You know, I kind of move it around. Um, if I have a job coming up, like for example, I had to do this job last week that had tracking and ML time warp. Yeah. I definitely blocked out the week before to really kind of sit down with those things and learn them. So, yeah. Cause it's hard to learn something like when you need it now, isn't it? Right. Like I think that's, that's a double-edged sword for me because trying to learn when I don't have a project, it doesn't seep in as well, but when I'm under the gun, I have to figure it out. That's when I remember it. So okay, I, so you I do, go over you, it. It sounds like you do use that tension. I do. Okay. Or if I have to learn something, I try and find an old project and apply it. Okay. Just learning to do it, it I have to feel it. I'm a, it's more tangible for me. Because, mm. um, like for example, I think I call, I did call you. Um, I learned how to use OFX tracking data. Mm-hmm. I figured out the alumni. I just missed the one part of how to copy and paste the information into GMAS mm-hmm. Tracer. Mm-hmm. So I, what did I do? I called a friend. So I called Randy and he's like, here, and we did a Zoom, you know? So the training kind of seeps in. I don't always connect it unless I have the job to apply it to, so. Sure. Or yeah, cause like it, it might just be like what, what Grant said, he, he mentioned dots. So he it might just be dots in your vision that, that at the last minute, like a la minute, like, okay, I have this dot that I need to connect in order to make this work. But the fact that you've been exposed to it, where you have daily, you know, a, a daily consistent commitment to it means it's not, you know, okay, I've, I've only got a day to do this and it takes me a half day to figure this out. And now I'm, I miss, miss my deadline. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. Many approaches. I love this podcast with you because you and I, think on opposite sides of the spectrum. Oh yeah. I think that's, really fascinating. Eyes yeah, no, I think it's fascinating. Cause I, 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 I come at it from a slight, a much different perspective and struggle with all the things that, that you seem to just be like, Oh, I just do this. I'm like, Oh, sure, I don't want to do that. Like, <laughs> that never worked for me. And you're more methodical than I am. I'm always seat of the pants kind of. Well, I think my I, way I think, out of it. <laughs> I think I've needed to be because I just don't, I don't have, a lot of the foundations I, I've like, there's a lot of things that I think as 
as someone who's been in the business a long time that I'm like embarrassed to admit that I just figured out. <laughs> oh, I'm doing that daily. I it's daily. I've been doing this a long time and I still don't know what I'm doing, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. But the fun part is I'm always learning, you know, okay. old up, new tricks every day. Or maybe it's Groundhog Day. I just forget <laughs> and every day. Totally. totally. Old timers, as my mother would say, every day is a new adventure because I can't remember the day before. <laughs> <laughs> All right, MB, we're out of time. What'd you think? Another great session. Learned a lot from you, actually. <laughs> I learned a lot from Oh, you. I didn't mean to sound so surprised at that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I would be too. Thank you, everybody. I'm MB Amy. I'm Randy McEntee, and you're listening to Logic. This podcast is made possible by Cinesis.io. Cinesis.io, supporting flame artists since 1997. Everybody knows Boris FX makes the best plugins in the business. You can save 15% on all Boris FX plugins, Mocha, Silhouette, Sapphire, Continuum, and Optics by using the coupon code LOGIC-15 at checkout. That's capital L-O-G-I-K-15 at checkout. For more information, check out BorisFX.com. And you need engineering and technical support? Our newest sponsor, Gunpowder, is here to help. From keeping your flame up and running to turnkey flame in the cloud solutions, check them out at gunpowder.tech. Thanks so much to our sponsors and distinguished Logic Lovelies. Please support the people that support flame artists. 